Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's your Uncle Jimmy. The sound of my voice means it is time for Grease the Wheels, the podcast that comes out to your speakers every week to help you wrench, twist, and mofos, be technicians and auto mechanics and whatever else you like to call each other. Coming to you straight here from the Rock and Roll Garage. Hey, I got a special podcast I'm going to put out today for all of you out there, and I'd like to just give it a one-term name, and we'll go from there. It's called Praise. That's right, Praise. Kudos to you and to everyone out there who is a wrench twisted mofo, who is a car fixing some bitch. Praise. Uh, I wanted to put this into your head for just a second, and there's a good reason for that. There are in this country right around, and this is at last count, 300 million cars on the road in the United States. Now, I know there's people listening around the world, and uh, I want to praise you as well. I just don't have the stats to back up that praise, but I want to praise you as well. I want to do what uh, Fat Boy Slim said. I want to praise you like I should, ladies and gentlemen. Seriously, you keep the fucking planet moving. You keep this country moving. You keep the planet moving. You keep your country moving. You keep everybody moving. And I want to just say, job well done. Because when I, and I've said this before, but when I try to drive to work and there's a thousand, literally 10,000 cars in my way, on my drive to work, I think about all the, all the work that you guys do that was successful at helping to put these fucking people in my way. Seriously. But I didn't want to stop there. I didn't want to stop there with the praise. I think that there's a lot of people who deserve praise, who deserve thanks for what they do. But I would definitely want to start this podcast out with praise and thanks and kudos to all of the technicians and mechanics out there in the world. Whatever part of the world you're in, I want to say thank you. And I can appreciate the job that you have to do. And I know that a lot of you, and I feel for you, a lot of you work in conditions that are, well, no other way to put it, substandard. Okay, some of you are working on dirt floor garages. Some of you are working on vehicles and automobiles and automobile parts in shops that have poor ventilation, that have poor protection from rain and or sun or the heat or the cold. You're working on cars and parts of cars without even the proper equipment, and yet you're still getting the job done. And so there's heaps of praise for that. Uh, depending on where you are, you have to work on some seriously shit makes of cars. You have to work on some real garbage. Uh, depending on whether you are at a dealer or an independent, you may or may not have to work on something new, something old. You may have to work on a rust buckets. Thank God I left that portion of the country. You may have to work on old cars where the parts are not available. You may have to work on cars where repair instructions are not available. You may have to work on cars that actually probably shouldn't even be cars anymore. You work on cars and vehicles that shouldn't probably be on the fucking road anymore too. And you're out there getting the job done. People bring you broken shit and you motherfuckers fix it. Thank you for doing a fabulous job. The praise is not going to end there. I, I definitely want to... Uh, give it up for all of you. I know that uh, a lot of you, especially in this country, attended some sort of tech school. Uh, you probably didn't earn any money while you were doing that, so you were kind of broke, and you lived on ramen noodles and maybe soup and those sorts of things. I know I did when I was in tech school. I definitely didn't wasn't able to keep up the 
uh, level of cuisine that I enjoy now, <laughs> which is the same. It's the same as it was. Some of you are naturally trained. You learned by watching, you learned by doing, you learned by doing it wrong. I've learned a lot of shit by doing it wrong. Uh, I don't recommend that as a top-notch way to learn things, but it does happen that way sometimes. You learn things from people by doing it wrong. Then you figure out how it's supposed to be and you do it right the next time. So there's praise for that too, figuring it out. Uh, and sometimes you have to figure it out. Sometimes there's no manual for whatever it is you're working on. Sometimes there's no tools and sometimes you don't even have a lift. Maybe you don't even have a jack. Maybe you just dig a hole in the ground, push the car over it and yank the fucking tranny out. I think I've seen that a couple of times on the goddamn internet. Kudos to you. Listen, uh, another thing I'd like to say to you real quick, uh, and, and this is just me being worried about you as technicians out there in the world. And I'm going to use the term the world because this can happen everywhere because gravity, my dear old friend, gravity is everywhere on the world. Listen, be safe when you're working on cars, okay? If you're jacking them up, use jack stands. If you're digging a hole in the ground to get underneath it, be careful the car doesn't fall in on you. Be careful the car doesn't fall on a lift, off a lift onto you. Uh, it's pretty fucking heavy. And it comes down pretty quick, unfortunately, and it could kill you. So don't let that happen. I want to see you live a long, healthy, and happy life. And if you're a technician, it's going to be a little harder for you. Than it. It's going to be a little harder for you to enjoy a healthy, happy life. But it's going to be easier if you're safe about it. You don't kill yourself in the process. I've seen enough of these videos of people out there working on cars and trucks and tanks and airplanes and stuff where they they get injured and sometimes killed don't be one of them if cars falling off a lift get the fuck out of there don't try to hold it up you can't you're not superman so in this particular podcast i wanted to make sure that i praise you as the technicians and i enjoy the work that you do and i'm doing it as well and i wanted to praise you because in some cases you are not being praised but in some cases you are being praised and you are being praised by people who actually should praise you. And that is your boss, your manager, your customers, your service advisors, your parts guys, maybe even your lot guys. Some of these people will praise you at times. And I would say probably about 20% of the time they should be more, it should be higher. But every once in a while you get a little morsel of praise, a little morsel of thanks that comes out of these people and it's greatly appreciated because uh, I, as, as I've said a million, million times, and I mean a million, million times, so it's like million to the millionth power, but I've said it a million times that I believe that we're all underpaid. So uh, any non-monetary praise or thanks that we can get is also greatly appreciated. But I wanna also talk about the other people in your building, the other people in, your, in the business that you're working in and the other people who you work with. And I think, uh, probably we'll just cut it right down the middle we'll say 50 percent of those people deserve praise as well now if you've if you've listened to this podcast at all ever you know that i've had some pretty terrible service managers uh but i've had some good ones i've had some that were sharp they were on the ball uh they knew what they were doing they made good decisions they made uh, good choices and and they were great people to work for and they were a joy to work for. I think that somebody who has an idea what they're doing and is in a management position, they're a joy to work for. And I want to heap praise on those people. And it's tough for me to sort them out, okay? It's tough for me to sort them out because the line between good and evil or bad or good in, in managers 
it's not a cut and dried line. It does not exist as a, a spot on the earth or anywhere else for that matter that you could say, okay, they crossed the line from bad and now they're good. That's not how it works. You can have a service manager or shop manager or even a shop owner or anyone else that is considered your boss in a particular establishment who is good at some stuff and bad at some stuff. And what I would like to do now is offer up praise and thanks for the things that they're good at. But I don't want them, any of them, whether they're perfect at their job or whether they're absolutely completely 100% terrible at their job, I don't want them to single out the one thing that they're good at and, and think that that's it. It's not it. Being a technician, we know, uh, we're the ones doing the job. Being a technician, we know that we constantly have to improve. We have to learn things. And uh, let me tell you, it's mind-numbing working on a luxury brand these days, considering all of the fucking things I have to learn just to keep up. I'm not getting ahead anymore. I have to I have to struggle to keep up. There's new options and things going on every day. I have to struggle to keep up, to keep abreast of what is technically new. And to be honest with you, I think I'm failing at it. But what I'm trying to get at here is that as a technician, you have to continually continually work to improve yourself. And this is the same for service managers. And it also applies to everybody else in the building, whether you're an advisor or a parts guy, you have to improve how you do what you do every day. Now, I wanna praise you if you're doing a good job and you have a lot of things under control and you are respectful and you know how to handle the people you work with and you care about them and you do right by them most of the time and you have the proper attitude and you have the skill and and the ability and the time to be a, a proper manager or a proper parts guy or a proper service advisor and you do the job and you take some pride in it, then this is praise for you. I'm gonna heap it on you right now, okay? If you are doing the job to the absolute best of your ability and you're doing a good job, this is praise for you. I wanna praise you like I should. I wanna say thank you. Thank you for doing the best you can and for having my back and for keeping me from losing my fucking mind and from helping me out when things go wrong and for holding me up and praising me when I do something right and having the, the knowledge, having the insight and the wisdom to know that this job, the job of a technician is extremely difficult. It can be. We're not fixing Model Ts anymore. We don't have to set points anymore. But some of the shit we have to do is is mind numbing and being familiar with how difficult our job can be and going with it going with the flow and knowing how hard it is and not being an asshole about it i i need to praise you okay now as a service manager i don't think that there's any one of them i've ever met who can't improve in some way shape or form and i believe that's true of everybody all human beings from the very babies that are born this very minute to the oldest man on the planet, I think that you can improve every single day. And as technicians, we know that we have to improve because if we don't, we're gonna get a car and an RO and we're not gonna know what the fuck to do. We have to improve. It's, it's right there in black and white. Some system I don't know anything about is failing. It's not working right. I have to figure out A, how it works, and B, why it's not. So I'm pretty much forced to improve every day. But as a service manager, you don't get you don't get that in your face repair order that tells you you have to improve. Sometimes you have to be told that you need to improve 
in a certain area. But if you take it upon yourself to try to get better at what you do every day under your own initiative, then I want to praise you. I want to say thank you. Thank you for knowing that you can't just roll in and let the job do itself. You have to put in some effort. You have to put the time in and you have to be you have to be a people person. That's really on top of it all what you have to do. You have to be somebody that people can talk to. And if you're not, if you're one of these people who thinks he's right all the time, if you're one of these people who tries not to have to talk to people, who avoids subjects, who lies to people, who can't follow through, then you're going to have problems and, and this praise is not for you. Praise is for people who do what they say they're going to do and try to get better every day and in fact do get better every day and get to know who works for them, what their quirks are, how much they can count on them, what kind of training they're going to need. Holy shit, what a fucking eye-opener that one is, right? How much training does that person need? Well, he's really bad at his job, so he's going to need a fucking lot of training. And it starts right at the top. As a service manager, you have to be able to eyeball people who are in need of training, and you need to be able to put them through it or give it to them or both, whatever. Whatever job it is they're doing. Because nobody rolls in, nobody, honestly, nobody ever rolls in and knows exactly what to do. I don't even care. You know, I was a... a a technician for 15 years and the shop I rolled into, I had no idea what they wanted me to do. I had no idea how to do it the way they wanted me to. And nobody really gave me any direction. And I'm sure to this day, after being at the place I'm at now for over a year and a half now, I'm sure I am doing something wrong that they never bothered to show me how they wanted it done. I know I'm doing something wrong. I know it. I know it in my heart. There's things I do that I'm like, oh, really? This has been okay for a year and a half? One of these days, they're going to come back and go, you know, you need to stop doing this this way. And I'm like, really? Because you know who trained me? Nobody. 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 And that's what you get. So for those service managers and shop managers and, and even foremen and team leaders who are out there instructing you in how to do what you do, I say thank you. And I heap praise on you. If you've straightened me out or anyone else for that matter out and got them on the right track and helped keep yourself on the right track and move forward and look upwards and have a good attitude and praise. I'll heap it on you. Uh, as far as service advisors go, I have to be brutally honest. I have met probably in the course of my time, maybe 50 service advisors, 50. Out of them, there was about 10 who were pretty good at what they do. Uh, but that doesn't mean they were great. And uh, in a lot of cases, some of those service advisors were only good to themselves. <laughs> and then the other 40, uh, the other 40, you could probably uh, gas them, chop them up and make sausage out of them and feed them to your dog because they were just worthless. And the only thing that I, you know, with these particular service advisors that I've had that were just god awful, terrible pieces of shit, uh, the only thing I can say about them is that they must have thought the job was easy or they got in and they saw what the job was supposed to be like and they thought, well, I'm going to figure out a way to make it easier. So I don't have to work. Or I'm going to say things that I shouldn't say just because it's easier. And, and all human beings do this. All human beings do this. They take a job and they try to figure out how little they can do and still get paid. And it seems like I've had a lot of service advisors who behave that way. They do as little as they possibly can to remain employed and still get paid. Now, there are some service advisors that I would like to praise for how well they do their job. But each, and, and, and I, I mean it, I do, I praise them. I know that, it, and I'll be honest with you, 
Okay, as a technician, I've seen that job from a lot of different angles. Okay, I have friends that do it. Uh, I've had guys I don't like do it. I've seen guys who were real good at it. And I've seen some guys who are real good at it because they didn't know anything about cars. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, you know what I'm talking about. There's been, I've, I've dealt with every kind of service advisor you can have, I think. Uh, and I've met very few that, that have earned this praise. But I do want to praise uh, service advisors. One of the main reasons I want to praise them, one of the main reasons that I want to call them out and hold them up and say, you know what, I, I, I appreciate what you do, is because they have to deal with the customers. And boys and girls, there is absolutely nothing worse on the planet. I really believe that there is no situation that turns common, ordinary human beings into complete fucking assholes like the fact that their car is broken. It makes them into the stupidest, most ignorant, cheap cocksuckers on the planet. I, I, I can firmly believe that. Some people, their car breaks, they're cool about it, but very few. Some people, their car breaks, they lose their shit in the most epic manner possible, try to figure out A, who to blame it on, whose fucking fault it is, why the car broke and who to fucking blame it on. And then B, they try to figure out who's going to pay for it. And some of the shit, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. I've talked about this quite a bit. Some of the shit they come up with, blame somebody else for what's going on with their car is incredible. It's, it's science fiction. It's science. It's fiction that even Stephen King could not write. Some of the shit they come up with. I have experienced the one, my favorite one, and I want—I don't want to say it's my favorite one because I like to hear it. It's my favorite one because it seems to be everybody else's favorite one, customers, i.e., is the one where they come in and their car rides like crap and they have bent rims and you bring them out in the shop and you show them that they have bent rims and they say to you, they look you right in the fucking eye and they will say to you, I didn't hit anything. That, that's my favorite because I have, that's on the Greatest Hits album, Boys and Girls. I have heard that so many fucking times. I can't, I, there's not even a number to, to, to calculate how many times I've heard it. And, and we all do the same thing as mechanics. We just shake our heads like, I, there's no answer to that. Obviously, you are a fucking stupid, lying piece of shit. You hit something and you're denying it straight out loud to me when I know that you're full of shit. I mean, how can you deny something like that? I mean, there's the evidence right there. It's your car. Your name is on the registration. You pay the insurance. You drive the fucking thing. We can have them come in and dust for fingerprints. Hell, we can have them dust for an ass print. You're the only one who sits in the driver's seat. Your ass print that they pull is going to match your ass print. Your fingerprints are going to match the fingerprints on the steering wheel. You are the one who drove the car. You hit something. You just are in total fucking denial. Don't deny it to me because I don't give a shit. I'm not a judge. I'm not a jury. I'm not a prosecutor or a DA. I'm not anything. I'm not a lawyer for the defense. This is not CSI. We don't give a fuck if you say you didn't hit anything. We know you're full of shit. Anyway, uh, I've gone on about it a thousand times and now a thousand and one times. And all of this crap that comes out of the customer's mouth, all of the bullshit that comes out of their mouth gets spewed into a phone and on the other end of the phone is a service advisor. And so I feel for them when they have to hear this. But a good service advisor, one that deserves praise, will take what they say and just allow them to say whatever it is they have to say and then offer the repair up. 
just offer the repair. Just say, well, if your car rides poorly, bring it in and we'll take a look at it. That's all they got to say. Bring it in. We'll take a look at it. That's all we can do anyway. Bring it in. We'll take a look at it. We're not going to tell you you have to bring it in and fix it. We, we would never say that. Why would we say that? You bring it here and we fix it. You just just bring it here and we'll fix it. It's like the jerky boys thing. So listen, I've got my tools. I'm going to come down. I'm going to start tomorrow. All right, there. You bring me the broken shit. I'll fix it. Okay. No, you have a choice. For Christ's sakes, I don't care where you are really in the world because I know a lot of you are listening around the world. It's like, look, your car is broken. Take it to a shop. Have them look at it and say, oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Car's broken. This is what's broken. This is what it's going to cost to fix it. You get an estimate. That's all. And when you talk to a service advisor, you don't have to berate them. You don't have to chew them out. You don't have to piss them off. You don't have to accuse them of anything. Don't do that. They should just say, hey, bring it in. We'll take a look at it. We're a little jammed up today, so bring it in tomorrow. Or we're, we're booked out for two weeks. Bring it in in two weeks. Well, I'll drop it off now. And we'll take a look at it when we get a chance. Okay, but don't scream at the service advisor. They're not going to fix your car. Oh, they're going to try to sell you the stuff that you're going to need to fix your car. Well, and therein lies the problem. Suppose that you were in line for a discount, but you gave the guy so much shit on the phone, he just said, yeah, fuck you and your discount, bitch. So it pays, really, if you're a customer and you're listening to this, it would pay to be nice to, to the service advisors. And as technicians, honestly, we should probably be nice to them too because if they decide they don't like us, they aren't going to sell that uh, gravy job for us. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, you could get that job done somewhere else down the road a lot cheaper. And then there goes your paycheck, you know. There goes that uh, 12-hour oil pan reseal job that you were looking forward to doing and making some money on. No, it's gone now because you're an asshole. So I want to praise service advisors just on general principle for what they have to do. They have to listen to the horse shit that comes through the phone and comes rolling into the drive-on or comes rolling off the back of a flatbed, for fuck's sake. They have to deal with that. And I I know right now, and you don't even have to be, <clears throat> you don't even have, I know right now that I couldn't deal with that. And, and you know, as a listener, if you've listened to even more than one of these podcasts, that I would not be able to deal with it. You know that. I would tell people straight up what's the fucking problem is. You know, they'd call me up and say, hey, I had my car dropped off last week. Uh, did you get a look at it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what, buddy? You have basically just fucked your car right up. Whatever it was you fucking hit, well, I didn't hit anything. Okay, don't fucking lie to me, you stupid motherfucker. Your car is all fucked up underneath. There's weeds and trees and limbs of fucking animals and, and maybe a human one underneath there. You ran some shit over, pal, and it fucked your car up. Don't tell me you didn't hit anything. You hit a whole bunch of shit, motherfucker. Now... What do you want to do about fixing it? You're going to need a set of wheels. You're going to need a set of tires. You're going to need a whole bunch of control arms and an alignment. And you're going to need some plastic underbody shields because the cars I work on have a billion of those fucking things. And we're going to replace them all. So what you need to do is crack open your fucking wallet. Bring your fucking Visa card down here. Give me the goddamn number and the little number on the back. And tell me what the expiration date is. We're going to fix the car. I'm going to charge you. I'll call you when it's done, which will be a couple of weeks. And you come and get it. But don't give me this bullshit that you didn't hit anything. So you can see that I wouldn't be a very good service advisor now, can't you? Because <laughs> uh, I don't really like to lie to people. And people say, oh, is my car fucked up? Oh, yeah, it's fucked up bad. It's a good thing for you. We sell a whole bunch of new ones out front. We have a whole bunch of new ones out front for sale. Jesus Christ, what the fuck did you hit? Oh, I didn't hit anything. Oh, you fucking liar. What a lying piece of shit you are. You didn't hit anything. Are you kidding me? It looks like you hit everything. Stupid asshole. So, listen, I want to praise the service advisors that have to listen to that crazy-ass horseshit that gets spewed through their phone. Uh, it really does not surprise me when they work for a month, maybe two or three or four, and then they quit. Because literally, and I mean this, literally any other job in the world, 
sounds better than being a service advisor. It does. Just because of the amount of horseshit that comes through the speaker of the phone or out of the pie hole of the customer standing in front of you. So I want to praise you folks uh, who put up with that shit. I want to praise you. Uh, I want to give you thanks for listening to that incredible load of horse shit every day because you almost get no break. I mean, as I've seen uh, I've seen service advisors work six days a week. Uh, usually they only work five. I've seen some service advisors that make a lot of money who have figured out exactly how to handle every type of customer they get and do a good job at it and are likable and uh, are paid handsomely for it. But for the most part, service advisors are grossly underpaid. Uh, they do not have a whole lot of training. I'm not even sure that you could train anyone for the shit that's gonna, the shit that people are going to say to them on the phone or in person. I don't think there's any way to train them for that. So, you know, if you're doing that job, then uh, I got some praise for you. Uh, last on the list, and I, I put them last on the list because I used to be one, and I don't know how much praise they really deserve. Maybe they, I think they deserve more praise than, than they ever get, and that's because they get none ever. I want to praise, I want to praise the parts guys because you know, every everywhere you go, you have one or two or three parts guys, and if you have more than one or two, you're always going to have one guy who knows absolutely everything, and then you're going to have another guy who's kind of picking it up, and then you have you're going to have two or three other guys who just kind of put stuff on the shelves. And if you ask them a question, they won't know the answer and they could look up parts, but you're likely to get it wrong. I still, I want to praise everyone who works in the parts department, whether you're a shipping receiving guy, a wholesale guy, or you're a front counter guy or a back counter guy or a tech counter guy, or if you're the manager, I want to praise all of you for what you do because I've done all of those jobs myself. And, uh, you know, really they're not that easy, uh, even though uh, typically, uh, management and more correctly, accountants feel like any monkey can do that job and they're wrong. Uh, they're wrong that any monkey could do that job. But unfortunately, because they think that way, typically the pay for a parts guy is not very good. Okay. So if you're back there and you're doing the job and you're doing the best you can, I want to single you out for high praise from your Uncle Jimmy. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast or if technicians in your shop are listening to this podcast, I want them to praise you. Uh, they give you shit. Sometimes they don't give you all the information you need to look up the parts for them correctly. Sometimes they say one thing and you order the one thing and what they meant was something else and they got the wrong part. And of course, now it's your fault because you can't understand this guy and yet he doesn't speak very good English. Uh, you know, I know that you've put up with that. I have put up with that. I've always been amazed at how parts guys do their job sometimes when they're trying and they can't get it done and how they can't do their job sometimes because they're not trying and they don't give a fuck. I've seen every end of the spectrum there, you know? So if you're a guy who shows up every day and puts in 100% and just goes home at five o'clock and you work in the parts department, this is your praise. This is the praise that's coming out of the microphone from your Uncle Jimmy. I uh, feel your pain. I know that sometimes the technicians are extraordinarily difficult to deal with. I know that if you work on a front counter where you have to deal with customers, it's the same thing as the service advisors. They want the stupidest fucking shit for their cars. They think it's going to fix it. They're going to ask you if it's going to fix it. Uh, they're going to buy it. They're going to fuck it up. They're going to fold it. They're going to spindle it. They're going to mutilate it. And they're going to want to return it. And you're going to have to look them in the eye and go, yeah, no. I have to be able to resell it. Now take a look at what you've done to that thing and tell me that you would buy it if you weren't you. That is, anyway, uh, the end of, I mean, you know, I could praise lot guys, but really, literally, how long are lot guys there? Week, two weeks, you know, three weeks, a month, maybe. You know, lot guys are just, they're like 
they come out of like a Pez dispenser, you know, you just, you, you, you eat one and he's gone and they eat another one. They're gone. They just, they, well, how long do they freaking last? You know? And most lot guys typically are kind of worthless. Uh, usually, usually there's something wrong with them that makes you consider what's going on with them mentally. And then you, when you, when you figure out that you're right or maybe you're wrong, but still there's something wrong with them mentally, you sort of beat a path around them until they quit or get fired. And then you get another one who probably is worse, but, so um, if you have a lot guy and he does a good job and there's probably about three or four in a whole country or maybe about half a dozen in a whole planet, uh, you can praise him yourself. I'm not going to. I was a lot guy. Uh, I tried to help out as much as I could. But uh, in the end, it, it turned out I was a worthless lot guy because I got fired. So but I don't care. I was working in the automotive industry at the very bottom of the totem pole. And uh, now I'm not there anymore. So. I don't give a fuck who thinks what about my experience as a lot guy. Okay. All right. So I, I wanted to heap praise on all of you. I wanted you uh, to acknowledge yourself and the kudos that your Uncle Jimmy is shooting through the microphone right now to you. If you do a good job, keep it up. If you do a so-so job, keep that up and try to get better. If you do a shit job, quit and find a job you can do. But uh, if you're doing a good job, kudos. Okay. That's enough of me. Don't praise me. I'm just some idiot with a really skewed, uh, half-assed opinion about things hiding behind a microphone at a garage somewhere in the world. And right now, this uh, half-baked idiot is going to sign off by saying, see ya. So that is it for this week's episode of Grease the Wheels. Make sure you keep giving us those good reviews over there on iTunes. Keep letting your friends know what this show is all about by sharing it all over social media. We appreciate that so goddamn much. We can't really even begin to tell you how much we appreciate the response that we've gotten. So our normal plea for money for our Patreon uh, page over there, patreon.com slash grease the wheels. We're actually going to be doing it a little bit differently this month. All of the proceeds that we get this month from our Patreon are going directly to the Australian uh, relief for the wildfires. We got a ton of fucking listeners out there in Australia, and we love you guys. We support you guys, and we really want to stop your country from, you know, burning kind of it's kind of crazy it's really terrifying actually if you see so i've seen some of the pictures coming out of there uh i hope all you guys are safe out there in australia if you are let us know uh if you need stuff let us know too we can possibly facilitate that as well but uh we're going to be giving our money from our patreon this month so if you haven't signed up for that yet make sure you do it this one it's actually going to a good cause instead of just you know keeping our lights on and stuff get a great toolbox magnet uh, this month, and actually, we are going to be putting up some Patreon-only content, and we just recorded that. It was a fantastic session, and uh, it was really funny, really good stuff. Uh, classic Uncle Jimmy in his element talking about a make and a model, actually, specifically of car that he's very familiar with. So, if you haven't gotten over to Patreon, check that out, patreon.com slash wheels. All that money this month is going to Australian Wildfire Relief. They need it. Take care, everybody. I'll see you next week.